2: Favorite mixed martial arts podcast, recording out of Los Angeles, California. It's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy?
1: Who the fuck is that? Nice. Hey, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the man, Bill Dawes. Can we <laughs> talk about your big news? Nah. All right, all right. Uh, big news: Bills in SWAT last week. Uh, so, if you guys see, want to see SWAT?
0: Yeah, real important stuff there.
1: Uh, he's playing a pedophile, right, <laughs> or like a, 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 a drug trafficker. I don't know what you're right? What are you doing?
0: I'm a guy who breaks up a pedophile ring.
1: Uh right, there you go. Look at you. Look
0: yeah, at you. I get to. Be, I get to be. I get to be a white male and a hero. Nice. In
1: 2021. That's wow. That's uh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's why you know it's like a, a TV show, and not real life. <laughs> um so but uh yeah man i did a show last week uh at this marijuana dispensary well like they like not a dispensary they, 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 they like sponsored the show it's like this, the one we did it's like a cool studio recording studio
0: oh yeah yeah that place like which the is capital. like the, you walk in you get second second uh, hand high
1: yeah and like i guess somebody got offended the week before wrote like an email blah blah, blah. uh and you know that, so we had are to, you I, one of the comics, like, hey, can we not do so many, you know, uh, misogynistic, blah, 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 And I was just like, like, they're seeing a free show, they're getting free drinks, and they're getting free uh, beer. Do we have to now tell the comics what they can talk about? <laughs> you know, and it, like, but everyone else loved it, of course. But So I had to give a, a, a disclaimer. So I'm on stage, and, uh, you know, what? I'm, I'm going to finish this joke, uh, the story in a second, because right now we have one of the best fighters in the world is joining us. Uh, arguably, I mean, like, he's got to be the number one contender. There's no way he's, he's my
0: favorite play. guest you've had on the show since I've been co-hosting with you. Adam. Uh, I swear this
1: guy right here is a monster. He's sideways. I can't really see him because you got to turn the camera the other way, Colby. Oh, I'll turn it upside down. All right. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time I've ever done an interview with you. You didn't have an American flag in the back and a MAGA hat, like a Trump picture. <laughs> what are you like- talking about? The American flag oh, right there. American, American flag right there. America White and blue, baby. Good point. <laughs> I meant like a, right there. Yes, you're right. There is an American. I'm an idiot. I'm a complete But idiot. not in a MAGA hat. Yeah, yes. So, Colby Covington, how are you? You're looking? You're looking freaking strong as hell. How are you, man? I've never been better, Adam. I've been training hard. I'm ready to go get my world title. It doesn't matter if Marty's going to be showing up. Dana already said I'm fighting for the world title next, so I'm training accordingly, and we'll see who's going to get this this work for the world title. Now, I mean that's 100 percent because I was at that first fight. It was so close. It was two to two going into the fifth. One judge had you winning. You could argue that you were winning easily, uh, and then you slipped it up a uh, banana peel. We all know what happened. The judge stopped it. Stopped it early. Uh, but you were. It was like. Such a great fight, and uh, you had food poisoning. Uh, According to you, you got food the night before. You were up till you know, 5 in the morning. So why wouldn't you get this next shot? Yeah, why wouldn't I? I'm I'm the number one ranked fighter in the world. You know, that's what the rankings say. You know, my resume speaks for itself. I've beaten four UFC champions. I've had pretty much a near-flawless record. And, you know, Dana White said himself, me and Marty Juiceman's first fight was one of the greatest fights of all time that he's ever seen and, you know, there's going to be a rematch. You know, there was a lot of controversy in that first fight. If I would have ended up winning that night, I, w- I wouldn't have been okay with it. I would have wanted to run it back because I want to leave no doubt in the fans eyes that I'm the best in the world. And you know what? Marty Juiceman has left a lot of doubts in the fans eyes. They don't know if he's the best because you know, I was beating him. He faked a nut shot. I kicked him right in the liver at him. That would have been the fight over. He changed the whole momentum of the fight. And then obviously the early stoppage. I slipped on a banana peel in the fifth round. You know, I was still in the fight. I was still coherent. Still defending myself. So we got to run this back, man. I'm sick of this talk that Marty's the number one pound for pound fighter. He's the greatest welterweight of all time. Come prove it. What have you done? Look at his last three wins, Adam. They're all against lightweights. Jorge Street Judas Mosfidal, lightweight. Gilbert Burns, lightweight. The guy before him, lightweight. You know, he's like, what he? now he's calling out another lightweight. Michael Kieza, another lightweight. Like, the guy's a joke, man. Now you call him Marty. His name is Marty Usman. Well, not Marty Usman. It's it's Kamaro Usman. Yeah, why do you call him Marty?
0: Where'd Marty come from?
1: Because they say his name was Marty back in Omaha, and then he changed it to Kamaro when he got back. That's not my, that's what other people are saying. He want to embrace his roots. Hey! That's what he wanted to be called. He, when he went to university at nebraska Kearney because he wasn't good enough to cut it in Division One, so he had to go Division Two. he wanted to be known as Marty because he, did, he wanted his African roots away. He wanted to be Americanized. He wanted to be an American fighter, an American wrestler. So that's just what he wanted. You know, it's not anything else. All right, well, so Ben Askren started calling him Marty, and it, it obviously bothered him. So, of course, Colby picked it right up uh, right there because that's Colby. That's but you keep calling him Marty Juiceman. Uh, why? Why is he juice? Because he likes smoothies. Oh. Or, 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 why, come on! Why are we calling that's, him Juice? Yeah, what do you yeah. mean by that? That's Marty Juiceman. He's the CEO of EPO. Adam, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. How many guys do you see in their mid-thirties that have craters? Literally, the craters on his face and back look bigger than they are on the moon. That's that's saying something. <laughs> bigger than the moon. He's got craters on his face, all over his back, all that back acne, all that acne all over his face. Come on, you're almost a 40-year-old man. You got acne still, bro? He needs to find a new scientist. But he's always had that. It wasn't like that just developed. Uh, so. I've, never, I've never seen that. The last couple of years, that's came out more and more on his face, all over his back. He's never had that that bad, man. That's, that's bad. Never Let's talk about his hairline, man. What happened to that hairline? Last time I kicked him in the face, he decided to let go of that hairline and just completely <laughs> shake his head off that ugly-ass mug. i look i understand i understand like i look i honestly think that the fight that everybody wants to see it was so close you guys match up so well together you both have amazing cardio both have great striking both have insane wrestling um now you said in the past this time you would rather wrestle him more get him tired right yeah definitely you know i didn't last time i i wanted to put on a show for the fans and you know i wanted to make it a striking battle and you know, I didn't use MMA. This is mixed martial arts. You know, I, I know if I fight him again, I can mix in the martial arts better than he can. I'm a more well-rounded fighter. And, you know, I'm going to make him, his lungs fall into the bottom of his chest. He's going to quit. You know, he was ready to quit last time. But let's not forget that he took two five-minute breaks. The fake nut shot and the fake eye poke. Barely touched him on his left eye. He's crying to the camera. The worst acting job I've ever seen. Worse than Aljamain <laughs> Sterling. He won the title. <laughs> oh, my right eye, doctor. Look at old Oh, sit on the cage. Oh, my right eye. bro there's camera, there's replay. They're going to see that you're a shitty actor and you get poked in the right eye. So too much controversy, Adam. Mark Notso Goddard gave him life rafts in the fight. He stopped the fight early. I was still coherent. I stood right up and protested right away. And as you know, the judges' scorecards were very tight. One of them had me up 3-1. One of them was 2-2. One had him up 3-1, which is uh, atrocious to even think that he was up 3-1. How many times I wobbled him in that fight? So it's okay. Now we're here for round two and we're going to give the fans what they want, a great show and an entertaining fight. And, you know, it's the two best welterweights in the world battling it out. Kobe, what's what's
0: the holdup with the fight? Why hasn't it been set yet?
1: Yeah, Marty Juiceman, man, man he, he's the holdup. He won't sign the contracts. He's trying to look for easy way outs. He wants to fight some lightweight Michael Chiesa, who's a nobody. He, I mean, the guy who's getting beat up by... Anthony Pettis, I mean, getting beat up by Jorge Street, Judas all, getting beat up by Kevin Lee. Come on, these guys are jobbers at lightweight, and you want to come up to welterweight and think you deserve a title shot? So, you know, the holdup is Marty's looking for easy fights. He doesn't want to fight the best fighter in the world, and, you know, he wants to look for the easy ride. He has as a stud. I do think you deserve a, a stud. Good. He's a stud. Uh, come, on, come on. I mean, yeah, he, he's he's a good guy on the fringe of the top 15. But when you're talking about the best welterweights and the best fighters in the world, he doesn't, he's not in the discussion, bro. He's not in the discussion. It has to be you versus Marty. I'm surprised you guys didn't host Ultimate Fighter. I thought that would have been the perfect season. Oh, God, perfect. He turned it down. They, they offered him a spot on Ultimate Fighter. He said, no, nah, I don't want to go on six weeks of TV with Colby. I don't want to fight Colby. He's looking for any excuse not to fight me. He's trying to fight Jake Paul. I mean, let's talk about it. He, you know, Mosfidal. He beat him on six days' notice. Oh, it wasn't enough time. Let's give him six weeks. Oh, six weeks isn't enough. Now he's probably looking for a Jorge Mosfidal trilogy, and he wants to give <laughs> six months. Now, now you had to have been impressed though with the way he dismantled Mosfidal that last fight. I mean, nobody's ever knocked Mosfidal out. He was able to do it. What are you talking about? Karina Dam's little brother, Rodrigo Dam, left Jorge Street, Judas Mosfidal unconscious. Oh, really? He left him. Everybody's knocked out, George. That guy's been dropped by everybody. He's been dropped by Michael Chiesa. He's been dropped by Rafael Sunsau. He's been dropped by Baboon. He's been dropped by featherweights, lightweights. You know, every weight class. He's a he's a bum. Why are we talking about a guy that has almost 20 losses on his record? Yeah. Surpri- were you surprised that he put his hands down? Because I, I think he was doing pretty well until he let him hit him. And I'm like, no, not the guy. You want to you don't want to let anybody punch you in the face. I don't care if a guy has no power. What was he thinking? See, that's the thing, Adam. Is it was such a mismatch, and you know, Street Judas Mosfeld is so one dimensional. And not only is he fragile, that guy's the most fragile guy on the entire UFC roster. But you know, he was so concerned with takedowns, he didn't want to get taken down again because he was going to gas out. So he he wanted to keep the hands down, keep them low, and, and try and defend takedowns. But you know, Marty faked the takedown. Boom! Comes up with a with a hook right right over the top and leaves him unconscious, dude. But the guy's got no chin. You know, he's shot. He's past his time, Adam. He's almost forty years old. You know, the guy's, the guy's washed up. He should never have been in, in a world title fight in the first place. It's a complete joke. Now I got to say, you know, I was worried, Colby, because when you left ATT, you know, it's an amazing camp. I'm like, uh, I even called you that day. I'm like, yo, I heard you left ATT. You're like, are we on the podcast? I'm like, no, no, no I'm Max. I'm just, we're friends. Uh, is this is the right <laughs> move. Now, a lot of times when people go to a new camp, it takes them a fight or two to kind of settle in. You look better than you've ever looked against Tyron Woodley. And Tyron Woodley is a great fighter, a great fighter. And you beat him up like I've never seen anyone beat up Tyron Woodley. Yeah, you know, just my training, you know, at Colby Covington Incorporated MMA Masters is – is completely different than it was at att you know at that big gym att you get lost in the shuffle the coaches don't really care about you they're just looking to get paychecks off you they're not looking to see the evolution of these fighters and grow these fighters to the best in the world now i'm over at mma masters i got my coach caesar carnero my striking coach and we just personalize our training and he's really here for me he's not here for the paychecks he's here to see me evolve as a mixed martial artist fighter. he's here to get me better and and we're getting better every single day. And then my jiu-jitsu and judo coach, Daniel Valverde, man, we put so much time into my takedowns, into my submissions. And now you're just seeing a well-rounded fighter. And, and you're seeing Colby Chaos coming to 2.0. And I really want to come back and show how much I've improved since I fought Woodley. You know, that was eight, nine months ago. I'm a completely different fighter today than I was eight, nine months ago with these guys.
0: Yeah. Now, I have to say this. I'm going to bet, Adam, $500 you're going to beat Usman, without a doubt. I have my money on you. I <laughs> What I just, I just have a feeling about you, Adam. Okay. But here's the thing, Colby. I want to ask you a, a, a legacy question. People always t- tell uh, NBA players, if you could play anyone in the past, like Michael Jordan, do you think you could beat him? Is there someone from the past in UFC that you would love to fight? Or you look at, like, man, if only I had a shot with this guy that you think you could beat. Like, do you think you could beat George St. Pierre?
1: Oh, I don't think I could beat George St. Pierre. I know I'd beat St. Pierre. He was... You know, he was able to take a lot of guys down and hold them down and ground and pound. He's not taking me down. My, my cardio is completely different. You know, I've never been taken down in the UFC octagon. So, he's not going to be the first. So, you know, Jordan St. Pierre, his his striking was very, you know, very basic, you know, very kindergarten. He didn't have a lot of tricks. He just had that really good jab. But that's pretty easy to counter if, you, if you're moving your head and and, and you're using footwork. So, you know, I think Georges St. Pierre would have been a, a very extremely easy fight for me, and he was ahead of his time. He was just, you know, there was a lot of guys at that time that were one-dimensional. They were either strikers or they or they were wrestlers, but they weren't good at blending both. Uh, I gotta say, when you when you beat back to Woodley, when you beat Woodley, and you know, you, you beat him all five rounds. It was it was, it was tough to watch. At the I end, he didn't go five rounds, Adam. He finished. He quit. He quit right, the, okay, and right before. The, he he popped a rib or something. Something happened. At the yeah, end, I, I broke it when I kicked it. <laughs> at, at the end, he wanted to shake your hand. Uh, even in between rounds, he wanted... To, and you were like, I want none of that. I mean, you beat the guy. You guys are both great athletes, both really great people. I know both of you personally. Couldn't you have just shook his hand and been like, all right, man, good fight? Adam, ask him Ask him what happened backstage. You know? Ask him what happened backstage. us What happened backstage? No, you, you know, we, we had our little... We had a moment, you know, we talked, we... We figured it out, but when I'm in the octagon, man, I'm not there to make friends, Adam. I'm there to make money, and right. you know, it's not personal. It's just that guy's coming to kill me. I'm coming to kill them, so, you know, it's just business at the end of the day. I don't, I'm don't. i not trying to be friends with you. I'm not trying to shake your hand. Not, I don't want any of this nice shit. That's not what the fans pay their harder money to see. I'm here for violence, and I'm, and I'm here to deliver, and I'm not there to make friends, so, you know, I'm not right. shaking nobody's hand when I'm in the octagon. Even after you beat the guy? Even after I beat him, I, you know, like, on to the next order of business. On to my title fight, and I'm going to go celebrate and enjoy my time with my with my team. But when when the cameras are still on and the fans are still watching, why would I act like I'm friends with some? You know, these aren't fake beefs, Adam. Like most of these guys, they manufacture these beefs. These are real beefs, man. These fights that I these you know these these fights that I get, you know, with Woodley, with Usman, with with other guys that I fought. You know, these are real beefs. This isn't manufactured. So you know, yeah. there's not gonna be any friends at the end of the day. Now, would now you take
0: the- a fight with Masvidal? Because of beef because you have beef with them. will you take a fight with him?
1: Dude, we were trying to fight after the Woodley fight. Dana was begging him to fight me. He was like, dude, I'll pay you two million dollars. I'll give you the ultimate fire gig, I'll do anything. My son, Street Judas, the fragile guy in my hospital, does not want to fight me. He will never sign a contract to fight me, and that's just facts, man. He knows I'm his daddy. You know, I used to literally just give him spankings and change his diapers every day when we trained at at <laughs> You know, I'm not ever gonna sign a contract to fight me. <laughs> now um they're saying Woodley's gonna fight Jake Paul in a boxing match. Uh, that's the word on the street. Who's gonna win that fight? Uh, you know, I think Woodley will. I think Snake Paul, you know, what, what is he? A little Disney Liz, Lizzie McGuire star? Like, <laughs> that guy's not a real fighter. That guy's a joke. You know, and I'm sick of all these fighters. All these fighters are trying to give MMA community a bad name. Like, dude, leave it to the guys that are in their prime, dude. All these guys that are past their time, washed up fighters out of the UFC. I'm not saying Woodley because Woodley's a former champion. He's a great fighter. But Ben Askren, come on, dude. That guy can't even throw a punch. He's never thrown a punch in the UFC or any MMA fight in his life. All he does is hug the guy and try and kiss him and, and yell sweet nothings in the guy's ears. So ah! – Leave the fighting and the boxing to the real fighters. And Snake Paul, the guy's a joke, man. He's a little, little Disney star, not a real fighter. Now, didn't he come to your gym and train? Nah, he knows better than that to come to King Chaos's gym. He knows I run these streets in Miami. I'm the king of, of the 305. So because he my, knows better. Some amateurs went to go train with him, and they were, came back talking how they were beating up Paul. And, and you know, he's a, he's a jobber. He's a nobody, so. You know, th- these are amateurs that are saying that. Mike Perry said he he, he like did pretty well against Mike Perry. Uh, I mean, isn't but doesn't Mike Perry go to your gym? No, Mike Perry's no. Mike Perry does not go to our gym. He, you know, he that guy dude. He's a dirtbag, man. Like I gave that guy a little bit of respect, and you know, I was a I was a I was willing to make amends, but the guy completely dissed my gym, man. He didn't even pay the gym MMA masters like. He was supposed to pay the percentage. They brought him in the gym with open doors, giving him training, you know, freaking doing everything they could to help him be the best he could for his last fight, and then he does them dirty and throws them under the bus and doesn't pay the gym percentage to him? What a complete slime ball, man. He's never welcome in this gym. Wow. Well, I thought you guys were cool. I thought you and Mike had made up, and you guys were like, that sucks. We were it would have been cool if he would have been respectful to my, to my coaches, to my gym that, yeah, that I take pride in, you know, and, and to not pay your percentage when, no, when, you, when you're hopping gym to gym and not a lot of gyms want to take the risk of bringing you in anyways, and they took the risk and they put their time into you. And that was time that sometimes they took time away from me so they could help him get him ready for his fight. So the fact that, they didn't, that he didn't pay the gym percentage, he's dead to me in my book, and, and I, I want nothing to do with that guy. Now they're saying Gilbert Burns is going to fight Wonder Boy next. Uh, Wonder Boy is a tough fight, man, because it's hard to find guys that emulate Wonder Boy. And Gilbert Burns has amazing jujitsu. That's a good fight. It's almost like a UFC one fight. Um, yeah, exactly. Who do you think wins that fight? Adam, don't you think it's funny that he calls himself Wonder Boy? He identifies he identifies himself as a boy still. The guy's almost forty years old. He's driving <laughs> kids around in his little karate van. What's what's so boyish about that? I mean, I know today the gender pronouns you can identify as whatever you want to <laughs> identify yourself as, but the fact that he still identifies as a boy is a complete joke, <laughs> and bad for all the fans, man. But he's a nice guy. He owns a karate school. Come on, man. He can't. Play- <laughs> so he- he's a nice guy. Oh, what is this? The Ultimate Feelings Championship? This is the ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> championship. So, That's the line of the day. So, who do you think wins the fight? Him or, B- or Burns? I don't know. I don't care. You know, I'm only focused on what's ahead of me. I'm focused on Marty Juiceman. I'm focused on, you know, the world title fight. No matter – I'm fighting for the world title. Dana said it. Hunter Campbell, he's already came to me and said it. So whether Marty Juiceman, you know, wants to retire and give up his belt because he's scared to fight me because he's a coward or not, I'm fighting for the world title. And whoever steps in there, they're going to get destroyed. Wow. I, I, You know, listen. So everything you said, you've done. So, it's a, you know, a couple hiccups here and there, but almost everything. So – uh, now, the picture with Amanda Ribas, right? That was the one in that picture? Uh, who Amanda? Is the, no, who was No, I, You're talking about my, my Brazilian honey, uh, Pollyanna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pollyanna, what's your last name? Viana. Pollyanna Viana. There's a picture of you guys together. She kind of has her hand close to your junk. It's like a, a shot. And then you put it up, and you're like chilling with my babe or something. And then the internet went crazy. People were, like, mad at her because she's Brazilian, and – yada yada but she, now are you guys together like what's going on there dude we're just a couple of adults you know enjoying our life adam you know of <laughs> course we were, getting, we were getting some bedroom cardio in. you know we had to work on our cardio make sure we got the championship rounds in getting ready for our next fights but you know it was nothing more than a friendship you know adults having fun can adults not have fun and and sleep together anymore like what's the big deal Okay, got it. You guys are just uh, – now, was she jealous of you and all these other girls? Because it seems like every time there's a fight, there's you and three very promiscuous-looking hot women uh, making fight predictions. Uh, did she get upset about that? Brazilian yeah. She bit, you know. Yeah, she was upset. She, but she knows I really like Mamacita's, Adam. And, and, you know, she knows she couldn't tame this beast. So, you know, we just decided that it'd be best if, you know, we just go our separate ways. You know, she's got in it. Brazil. Here in the greatest country of all, the red, white, and blue, uh, America. God bless America. God bless the troops. But, you know, I, I got a different girl for every day of the week, so I can't lock myself down to one girl. I know I'm the king of Brazil, and all the Brazilian honeys want to get with me, but, man, I, I, got, I got business to take care of here in America. So, you know, I was a little nervous. When you were when, – when Trump was about to – the election game closed, it seemed like you were getting a little distracted. You were on a plane with Little Pump. You were with the Tiger King, uh, or at his ranch. You were playing with tigers. I didn't seem like there was a lot of training going on. Uh, first of all, are you and Little Pump still friends? Do you guys hang out. What's that relationship? Like? L- little Pump's my boy, dude. I got a lot of respect for Little Pump. The what he's made for himself, the life he's made for himself, and just the hard work he puts in every day into his music and his tracks. So, you know, we went to watch Canelo a couple months back. We went and sat front row, watch Canelo knock out some dude, and, and you know we have a good relationship. We love to chase honeys down here in Miami together. So <laughs> we're the we're just two kings of the three hundred five, being good friends. But right. now, okay, now why now, was that like you guys were on that private jet? Was that paid for by Trump and the Republican? Like like what was that? What what how did because I'm looking I'm following Instagram and you're just like playing with Tiger as a little pump. Like how did that happen? So when we went to election night, he didn't get to come in the white house, but he came up to DC for election night and I was in the white house. The next day we were flying back to Florida. He's like, yo, you want to go by the tiger King in South Carolina? I was like, of course, dude, that'd be freaking awesome. And then, you know, his friend has, has a private jet. His name's JD. He goes by the Instagram wires only. And you know, he does, he sells all types of exotic cars and has some private jets. So, you know, we were able to hitch a ride with him on his private jet and, you know, get to go experience Tiger King and have a good time, have some mamacitas, do a little, you know, high-altitude training up, up up, in the mountains, <laughs> up in the clouds on our private jets. So, you know, we're part of the Mile High Club, baby. So, <laughs> Colby, so I have a question, question for Colby. So you, you bang a little pump in a, in a plane. Congratulations. <laughs> I, I banged a little pump. You know, we had a little orgy with some other girls, but I, I don't like guys. I don't swing that way, and, and I don't have any problem people that do do that to each their own, but, you know, I... I I'm a I'm a ladies man. Of course, of course, of course. Now I talked to your sister. I saw her in Chattanooga, and we both said we were very concerned that you were getting distracted. She's like, my little brother is hanging out with little pump. Uh, it was one of the funniest. Uh, by the way, uh, it was it was hilarious. So me me and your sister hung out. Very sweet girl. She was uh, his sister's a former cheerleader for like the uh, uh, the Clippers, right? She's a Clippers. Adam,
0: what happened with you
1: and Colby's sister? Come on Nothing. now absolutely okay. nothing we're not going here at all uh i'm a married man and his, his sister's like uh she, she's a very she's a very classy woman uh so uh, nothing but a class act there uh and plus i uh, that i the last person you would ever want to be your brother-in-law is colby because i don't know i think you'd be a, a be a good brother-in-law and also like the worst brother-in-law so uh um now are you now are you uh were you impressed with uh Chimayev at all who's that um he's a 170 pounder who was like he was like Be killing it. What? He's in the top 10? Not now, but it seems like he's like getting there. Uh you, you never he, heard of Jemaya. He seems like he's getting there. How many rank fighters <laughs> has he beat? I'm to put 2 and 2 together. How many rank fighters has he beat? Uh he's not beaten any so far. Oh, he hasn't beat any. <laughs> You want to talk about fighters, Adam, when you're talking to a guy who's held the world championship, who's the number one ranked fighter in the world, fighting for the welterweight undisputed world title next fight, and you want to talk about guys who haven't even beat a ranked opponent yet? No, I, I don't want to talk about that. I, I, guess, I guess you have a point. But he's looking good. He's undefeated. He's a, a national champion from Sweden. Uh, he's a good wrestler. They're, they're you must him. love
0: Swedish people, right, Colby?
1: He's like – yeah. I love all types of people, you know. It doesn't matter your race, color, creed, religion. You know, I, I'm an all-around guy, you know. I, I like everything. I have no – I'm not a discrimination type dude. Yeah, 100%. Now, you and Candace Owens, you did a great job on her podcast. You guys were getting very close. What's she like when the camera's not on? Dude, Candace is, is such a sweet lady, you know. One of the smartest minds I've ever had the, the privilege to sit down and talk to – Really knows, just really savvy. Understands politics. Understands facts more importantly. You know, she I call her the ultimate facts champion. You know, because she always comes with facts. You know, you cannot label her the the labels that people try and put on Trump supporters. Oh, just because you support Trump, you're racist. No, you can't call Candace racist. She she's black. You know, so h- how how you gonna call her racist? And you know, she's just she's a she's a political activist, and, and she's looking for the America First agenda, Adam. She's trying to give people what they deserve. You know the to keep their money you know taxation is theft you know and she's looking she's looking out for the people of america and she she wants america first and she knows she wants our borders closed she wants you know she wants what all americans deserve the american dream now did you ever think though when you were like some this young kid in oregon in high school or even in college that like one day you'd be you know hang like donald trump the president would be calling you to congratulate you and you'd be the champ of the world and all this dude, this, this, this journey for me, Adam has been so surreal. Like I could have never dreamed or imagined, like I always dreamed of of doing big things, but I could never imagine that, you know, I'd be sitting in the white house in the oval office next to a sitting president, Donald Trump, the greatest president of all time, number 45 and getting calls every fight and and being of close family friend to the Trumps and, and, and having friends like Little Pump, having friends like Lil Wayne. You know, Lil Wayne's going to walk me out to my next fight. You know, uh, I, grew, I grew up listening to his music. He inspired uh, me to to his music growing up. The sky is the limit, the limit, the limit, you know. And and, and having friends like Candice Owens, who's just a smart girl who's, who's going places. You know, that's a future POTUS, you know. She stands for, for what's right in America, and she stands for the people. And And just having the connections that I have now and the things that I've done in the UFC, man, I – there's nothing anybody can ever say that, that's going to ever downplay my accomplishments and, and what I've been able to accomplish in my life. I came from a very broke kid in, in Oregon to, you know, a, a very wealthy, you know, rich man now that's able to do whatever I want, whenever I want.
0: So, Colby, after you win the championship, which I have no doubt you'll win, what's next? Like, what do you, do you have something beyond that that you're looking, do you, are you looking at politics? Are you looking at something sort of past UFC?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, the guys that, that don't look at their future and look at their next plan, you know, you always got to have your plan that you're going to next, you know. UFC has just been a launching pad for me to, to go to my next adventure in life. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm still young. I'm in my early 30s. I'm only 33 years young. And, you know, I still have the best years of my prime left in me. So I want to go out and tackle, you know, everything that I set out to do. But you know, I, I want to go to WWE. I'd like to go win a world championship over there. There's some great athletes over there. There's some great, you know, competitors that I'd like to compete against. And and I think that's something I see in my future until I'm 40. And then after I'm done, you know, with WWE and UFC, I'd love to get into politics, maybe be a governor, maybe, maybe look to join a congressional race. But, you know, I'm a fighter at heart, and, and I want to fight for people. Now, there was a video or picture of you with, like, Ali Abdulaziz and Trump. I think Cejudo was there. Usman was there, I believe. He was there? No, nah, Ducklip Duck Gagey was there. <laughs> uh, Justin Gagey was there. Uh, now, But if you have, like, beef with Ali. You call him Ali Abdullah sleeves and he went after you. Did they tell you, listen, don't get into a fight in the, in the White House? Like, did they tell you, hey, man, you, got, you guys got to squash the beef when we go here? Yeah, we – he doesn't have the privilege because he's, you know, a terrorist snitch and, and allegedly, you know, he, he ratted out all his friends from Egypt. So he doesn't have the the invite to ever go to the white house, but you know, it, before my fight in Vegas with Woodley, you know, uh, Donald Trump, the greatest president in history was having a rally at the, the Las Vegas convention center. So we went to one of his rallies, one of his, you know, speaking engagements and we're able to hang out with him backstage a little bit and then go listen to him speak on stage and fire up 30,000 Las Vegas. And, and you know just enjoyed our time there but you know like I put all that personal stuff aside you know like that's that's business and, and yeah we have we, we have a relationship where we hate each other with that guy that you're talking about but you know when I'm in front of the president of the United States I'm always on my best behavior Adam. I'm not going to do something to jeopardize you know our relationship I'm not going to put him in harm's way I'm not going to do something that's going to make him look bad or make me look bad so you know I'm the ultimate businessman. So, But they didn't tell you, hey, what like did you and Ali say to each other? Anything? Nah, he knows better than to look at me, dude. That guy is the biggest slime ball in the world, man. He tried to come and fight me one time at the Palms, which, it got, you know, the, I know that one of the outlets picked it up, uh, TMZ, and it was a big thing. But he tried to swing on me at the Palms, man, like, dude – you're not even a fighter. You're a manager. What's your record as a fighter? you're like He was like one in three as a fighter. The guy's a complete joke. And the fact that he's going to come and try and swing on the number one fighter in the world was absolutely laughable. So, you know, I, I have nothing against the guy. He was you know, with I, Usman, right? He was with Usman at the time. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was with yeah. Usman. But yet, yeah. why is Usman not coming over to try and swing on me? Because he knows what's going to happen if he swings on me. He's going to get repercussions that he's not going to like. So, you know, why do you have your manager coming to swing on me? So, it's just a joke, man. The guys are clowns. I mean, nobody – who trusts that guy? Like, that guy's the most dirty, freaking shady guy in the world. And then there was a time that you and Matt Hughes went to the White House. And you guys seemed like good friends. Matt Hughes is a buddy with uh, Dan Lambert. Three days later, you said, the train is coming. Get out of the way. and that Especially you, Matt Hughes, who got hit by a train. Like, that was, like, the mo- like the, one of the worst <laughs> things. that like, I was like, oh, my – I go – what could he possibly say to offend people? There's nothing he could say because he said it at all. And then I'm like, Jesus, a guy got hit by a train? Like, was that like, was Matt cool with that? Or were you guys friends? Or were you just fucking with him? Like, why would you say that? Well, you know, yes, I did bring Matt Hughes to the White House. He, he didn't come with me. I, I invited him. He got lucky. Well, actually, I didn't invite him. At the time, you know, he was good friends with Dan, and, and I invited Dan, and, and we had another plus one, and, and Dan. Wanted to bring Matt, so I was like, "Okay, sure, yeah, whatever." But let's not forget why we're going to the White House because I won a world title, and the president reached out to me and he wanted to bring me to the White House, to the Oval Office, to hang out with him. So, so yeah, Matt should be thankful, dude. I, I made a dream come true of his that I brought him to the White House, man. He would have never went to the well, White why House. Make but... the train joke about him, you know, because you know there's consequences that come with, you know. <laughs> coming to the white house with me you know like i did him a favor and if anything you know i'm giving him more publicity and more exposure and and letting people talk about him more than anything so you know he understood what was going on and why i did it and you know it, it gave so him I'll to the white out. house so i'm gonna make a train joke three days later that was the deal you guys had. Like, that's- he, he pissed
0: you crazy? off he must have pissed you off somehow
1: somehow he said something he, no for sure dude like before before when he was like the champion of the world like the undisputed like the greatest fighter whatever we had trained together at ATT and I saw him in Vegas for one of my fights. I was going to fight Mike Pyle. It was like my third UFC fight. And like, I saw Matt and he came in like the lobby of the MGM where we were fighting at. And like a couple fans were taking pictures. I was like, yo, what up, Matt? And he acted like he didn't even know me in front of the fans. Like he acted like he was too good. Like he was the best thing in the world. Like since sliced bread. And I was just like, you know what, dude, you're fake, man. You're not even a real guy, man. Like, you're not even a humble, down-to-earth person. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like. like, like one that. day, you're gonna hit, get hit by a train, and then I'm gonna call you out. Was that the moment <laughs> that you, that you thought to yourself, like when he dissed you? You're like, you have like a list of. Uh, why did, he try, why did he get hit by a train, though, Adam? Did he not try and commit suicide? Because there's a lot of people that think that, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of uh, conspiracies. I don't know. I, I, I wish Matt he's well. I just thought it was, I just thought it was pretty dick. Anyway, uh, back to this. Okay, so uh, <laughs> um, also
0: – Back to how much pussy you get.
1: No, no. Also, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was talking to one of the coaches from Oklahoma State, the guy that beat Ben Askren twice. I always fuck up his name um, in the NCAA finals, and he was the assistant coach at OKC. Chris Pendleton. Chris, Chris Pendleton. Pendleton. He said he recruited you to go to Oklahoma State. Uh, They wanted you there. They gave you a scholarship. They brought you in, and you didn't get along with anybody on the team, and they took the scholarship away Uh, on the recruiting trip, which is like the time (laughs) that you want. What the fuck? What did you do? I wouldn't say that story is entirely accurate, but (laughs) there there is some truth to it. There's some truth to it, but. You know, we I just didn't mesh with the wrestlers. I've never really meshed with with my with my teammates. Like, I, I'm always friendly and stuff, but, like, I have my own focus and, you know, I have my own thoughts and, like, you know, I, I have my own journey and my own way. So, I think uh, back in, in Stillwater, Oklahoma, I just – some of the fighters, like, they were cowboy hicks and, like, they wanted to drink and they wanted to get rowdy and do this and that. And I just wasn't down with that, man. I was – I'm a kid from Oregon who, you know, come from humble beginnings and, and – I just, I don't know. I just didn't like the style. I, I decided not to go to Oklahoma state though. Okay. That was they, it was, they didn't take my scholarship back. I decided not to go to Oklahoma state because I wanted to go back to my home and be at Oregon state. Cause I thought it was a hilarious story. I'm like, I've never heard a guy. I'm like, man, I wonder what he, what he did. Like that story and the story, which I tell all the time about you, Ben Askren was coaching at ASU. You were beating his guy that he was coaching. Then you said, you don't want none of this. He was an Olympian at the time. And you tried to wrestle the coach. Not only were you beating his kid, you wanted to fight the coach during a match. And I was like, man, like, Colby is Colby. Like, that's the most – Oh, yeah. This is the most competitive fucking guy. Like, one thing that you're not going to be is unprepared. Like, that's why people don't want to fight you because they know that, like, you're going to go 100% the entire fucking time, 110%. And – i don't know anybody in the ufc that can match your pace i honestly don't know or in all of mma i mean is there any guy that like maybe like frankie like, Edgar back like, in the day clay guida back in the day it's almost like <laughs> you're clay guida like a, a more skilled version of clay guida uh of just like you know and that's got to be brutal maybe that's why usman doesn't want to fight you again because he's just like he doesn't want <clears throat> to be like he did you know it's true you know i got a gift from god you know i got an extra lung that a lot of people like to say and you know, I've been given the name, you know, the Cardio King for a reason, because I don't get tired, man. I just keep going. And I push, and my mentality is different from a lot of guys. And going back to Marty Juiceman, yeah, for sure he doesn't want to sign the contract. He, he felt the pressure, and – and the intensity that I bring when I step in that UFC octagon, he doesn't want to feel that again, Adam. He he thinks he got away lucky the first time. He wants to claim, "Oh, I broke your jaw, dude! You didn't break my jaw." That fake X-ray that's on the that's out there on the internet. Look look at the X-ray. There, there's like the top tooth. There's like a cap on it. So it's it's hilarious that he tries to claim this narrative. Oh, I broke your jaw. You didn't break shit. Didn't if you, you broke, broke some- your jaw, but then you also say I think my jaw's broke during a fight. Yeah, I did say because, dude, he, he cracked me with a good shot. He got a straight yeah. shot. I had my hands up. And that was because my training at ATT. Hey, man, can you can – you, hey, can you – quiet. I just got an interview to do for two minutes. Thank you. Sorry about that, man. So, uh, he, yeah, I didn't I, – I said I cracked my jaw, but I didn't crack my jaw. I just – he he landed a clean, flush shot. I had my hands down. But that was my training at ATT. They are like – the whole whole camp, they are like, hey, guys, Kobe – Train, fight with your hands down, surprise me come up with the shots to surprise them. Like, dude, why would I fight like that? It's so stupid. Now we train with Cesar Carnero and Daniel Valverde, MMA Masters. Everything is hands up, like head movement, move, you know, flowing and, and, and ducking the punches and blocking the punches. So that's why I'm a completely different fighter now. And and he doesn't have that excuse to say, oh, I broke your jaw. Okay, if you broke my jaw, come break it again. Try and break it. Why, if it was so easy, why don't you come try and do it again? But deep down yeah. inside, Marty knows what I bring when I come to the UFC octagon. So, you know, he's going to look for any way to coward out and not fight me again.
0: Hey, Colby, do you, do you need to, like, generate, like, sort of hatred for your opponent to really have your best fight? Is that something that is, like, do you need to have that beef to get the fight going? And also, Dustin Poirier, what's that beef about? I don't know that story.
1: <laughs> you know, it's a fist fight, you know. So when you get into a fist fight, you know, th- there's – you know, it's not a friendly type thing. I'd rather have a lot of animosity built up where a guy wants to come and kill me. That's what I want. I want a guy to come out reckless, try and knock me out, try and kill me, because it's just going to show how good I am. And, and most of the time when they fight like that, they're going to fight emotional, and, and they're going to wear out a lot quicker than I do. So I love getting them that way. And Dustin Saurier, Dustin Doofus Saurier, because he's a soy boy. That's why I say Saurier, because he's a soy boy. <laughs> The guy, dude, the guy's a complete clown. He's claims, Oh, I'm doing this, this, uh, good fight foundation. It's for the people I'm trying to get back. No, it's not. You told me when we were at ATT, you did that foundation cause it's a tax write off for your business in the UFC. So If if he wouldn't be so fake to the people and lie to the people about why he's doing things, then I would be cool with him. I'd be like, you know, I respect the guy. The guy's not everything he says. He claims to be this father figure, this nice guy. No, he's not. There's people that walk at the gym will be like, Hey, can I get a picture of Dustin? He'll look at him and be like, no. And he's walking and he walks right by like, what kind of fighter is that? Like I always stop for people to take pictures if, if they want to, you know, take a picture of me, always respect the fans that pay their harder money to watch us fight. So I have a big beef with Dustin Saurier because he, he talks more than he walks. He was talking before reckless, like, Oh, it's on strike. When I see Colby, dude, I've seen him like three or four times. He, he put his head down and walks right away because he knows who daddy is. So, you know, I just have people that I have a thing with people that aren't, aren't a man of their word, like myself. And, you know, yes. Dustin is one of them. He's not you a man of his word. You are a man of your word. I mean, you're a guy that, like, you know, from day one when you had your first fight, you were on the podcast to, like, now you still come on. There's not, like, you're a guy who always gets back. You're, you're a loyal dude. And uh, I got to say, man, like, fame has not gotten to your head. You've always been a jerk. So, uh, <laughs> so that's so, – so that's, that's, now, John Jones, is he going to fight at heavyweight? No, he's not fighting a heavyweight, man. He's he's done. He's he doesn't have the right scientists, the right juice to do anymore. He knows he's he's done. You know, he's just he's trying to get one more cash grab and hope that it's so much money that he never has to do anything. But I don't think he's ever fighting again, Adam. I, I just don't see it. You know, if he wanted to fight, he would have fought already. You know, he would have been he would have went back to light heavyweight and, and fought yawn or something. But he's too small for heavyweight, and, and he's just looking to get a big big cash grab with Francis, but he knows he's going to get knocked out, so he's trying to get as much money as he can to take that ass beaten. Well, listen, Colby, uh, thank you for coming on the show. You said it all. Uh, man, I, I'm so looking forward to seeing you back in the Octagon. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you back up everything you say. Nobody trains harder, man. Nobody trains harder. I don't know how you have time to do it all. Uh, like, to, to, to fuck a girl every day of the week, <laughs> get, to get a girl... <laughs> bang porn stars, to, to, to go hang out with Little Pump, to, to, to hang out with. Now, have you ta- have you called Trump since he lost? Or since people said he lost? Yeah, we didn't lose, man. We know that it was a rigged election. There was no certification of any of the mail-in ballots. We know that it was a complete circus. There was ballots of, of millions of votes that, that were Trump votes that were thrown under the rug. So we know that our government's corrupt and they stole the election from us, but it's okay. 2024 is a proving point and he's coming back in 2024 and he's going to make America great again. He's going to keep America great and he's going to do everything that he said he was going to do. You know, look, look at our gas prices now with Biden, man, the gas prices, inflation's going up. You know, our borders aren't safe. We have criminals coming into our country. You know, we there's just so many things that Biden doesn't care about this country. He's looking to do backhanded deals and make himself rich all these dirty swampy politicians want to make themselves and align their own pockets but they don't want to look out for the american people the hard taxpaying people so you know trump's coming back to make america great again and you know people is this will true see that never voted though before trump what is it true that you never voted before trump no trump was the first time that i ever voted i Dude, I knew that the vote the votes never matter before I was like dude i 'm not going to vote man i I know my vote my one vote is not going to make a difference they don 't even take into account my my vote it's It always goes into you know the 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 main political vote that they care about you know that it 's all it 's all rigged man it 's all it 's all work everybody knows that and there's no there 's no honesty behind our election and there 's no integrity behind you know our our election so who 's the tonight 's girl by the way <laughs> tonight 's girl yeah. I got, I got a nice little uh, Venezuelan, Augustina, I'm going to go see. And, you know, we're going to get some good bedroom cardio. And then I'm flying up to Orlando tomorrow. I'm going to go enjoy my weekend in Disney. And I got a who couple chicks a up with? there. Fuck Mickey! Fuck Minnie Mouse. Who are, you, who are you? This is Carolina. Carolina. The Italians. So, you know, I like different flavors. I got to have a different flavor for each day. I got a Venezuelan tonight. I had an Argentinian last night. I got a Colombian tomorrow. I got an Italian this weekend. So, you
0: know, I'm you making do, the rounds. You ever do pumpkin spice latte? Just a ah. straight down the middle.
1: White girl? <laughs> no. <laughs> I had that growing up my life, so I'm not really into the white girls. I like the mamacitas. I like the, the African girls a lot. Like, I, I love, I love a, a, a dark-skinned girl, man. That's just, oof. I'm drooling every time I see a, a light-skinned, dark girl. I, I did I, I, i've seen your pictures i'm like you know Kobe definitely mixes it up you know uh now now good for you man i'm so excited uh now who do you like conor mcgregor poirier three uh you know i think dustin's Soria is gonna get it done i i honestly think con man mcgregor he's done man he's cashed out he made all that money with the mayweather fight with his whiskey company he's not hungry he's not the same guy that was waking up early in the morning to to go out there and, and accomplish his dreams now he's got a big bank account and you know, he's lazy. He's not, he's not hungry anymore. So he's looking for one more fight. And I honestly, I don't think they're going to go very well for him. You said it all, Colby. Have a good weekend, man.
0: Yeah, dude, you're the best. You're going to make me rich in your next fight. Take
1: care, bro. Make your bank account great again. Thank Only you. at mybookie.ag. Thanks, Colby. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. You too. That was Colby Covington. <laughs> like. Dude, that guy's the best.
0: <laughs> um, I'm surprised he wasn't at the Capitol during the uprising.
1: I, I right? Uh, oh my god, man! He he's he's funny, dude. He's like chill like three. Yeah. Years ago. Uh, but the thing is, like, I
0: don't think any of that's an act. I think Colby is just like, man. One, you think so?
1: You You hang out with him. He's the nicest guy.
0: Well, he seems like a nice guy, but he really believes what he says, though.
1: He he he's an he's an intense guy. He, he yeah. all he cares about is winning. He's yeah. It's almost like uh, like when you watch the Michael Jordan documentary. Remember the, like, that? Yeah, exactly. That I got Kobe. that feeling. He would like just make up people that like he had beef with that didn't even really that didn't say stuff. Like he had to <laughs> find one thing that he didn't like about you to get him. That's kind of Kobe. Like yeah, he's never gonna come in fat. There's no off season for him. Yeah. You know, unfortunately for Tyron Woodley, and I love Woodley, he has other interests of being a rapper and an actor, and it seemed like he yeah. would sort of get a little out of shape and then come back down and come back. Whereas Colby, it's just, this is it, this is it. Like, yeah. you know, he just wants to, you know, he just wants to train. And that's the thing. It's like, uh, it's, but the, the difference also is that Usman's kind of the same way uh, or exactly the same way, which is why they're so, they're so, they're so, it's such a good matchup, man. They're so- Yeah, so,
0: they are a good matchup.
1: I mean, Usman's But be not, honest, like,
0: be honest, like, like Adam, I know you love Colby. But, like, you you put your money on Usman. Come on. No, no, no. no. Really? I
1: would, I, first of all, I wouldn't put money on Usman even if I thought he was going to win because then I got to have Kobe back on the podcast and, like, <laughs> complete, like, a, think a, like I'm a complete fraud, you know? Uh, Usman, by the way, used to come on the podcast before he was the champ, he came on all the time. See, it's
0: amazing. Kobe, Kobe will, will, if he wins, he'll still come back in your podcast, I bet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Usman sure. came on a lot. It, actually, he was actually asking to come on back in the day. Hey, let me come on your show. Let me come on your show. Just like comics.
0: Just like comics.
1: You know, um, but uh, yeah, you know. Uh, so, uh, a girl, a very attractive, amazing fighter, uh, Cindy Dandois is joining us from Belgium. Uh, she's, oh. this girl has had a, a crazy career. Uh, She's in the Million Dollar Tournament. She could still win it. She lost her first fight, but she could still come back and win the Million Dollars for the PFL. Uh, The first fight was very close, by the way. How are you, Cindy? What's going on?
2: Hi, I'm okay. I'm in Spokane now. So I'm not in Belgium for the moment.
1: Uh, You're not in Um, Belgium. Belgium. You're
2: in Spokane. Are you with Misha Tate? No, Misha's coming next week. So what are you doing in Spokane, Washington? I uh, train at 6G2 with Rick Little. Um yes. No. home base of Kiesa and San Cecilia and Juliana.
1: Yeah, I love that. American Bong team. I I used, I used to call them. Yeah. Um who are you uh staying with? I stay uh at Rick's mom's house. Rick Little's mom's house. That's pretty yes. badass. Nice. uh uh-huh. now I, 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 By the way Rick Little's a, a, a Juliana Pena's old boyfriend slash trainer, uh really good coach, very underrated coach, also Kiesa's trainer. Uh, and he's a guy that like nobody ever talks about as like a great coach, but he's a proven guy and he knows what the fuck he's talking about. Uh, so I'm, ha- I'm really happy you're with him because, uh, he's, he's a, he's a great coach. I, by the way, it was like weird, but it was like Juliana had her ex-boyfriend he's- and her current husband work in her corner. Uh, which was all, which was also
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: like, I think crazy that Pena ha- had that, but I'm not sure Peña, I don't know what's going on with Pena. She's fighting for the title, by the way. Right? Are you getting her ready to fight Nunez? Cindy?
2: Uh, no, she's not here for the moment. Uh, she's in Chicago. Yes?
1: Oh, she's in Chicago. Got it, got it, got it, got yes. it. Yes. Now, now, yes, had... I think she
2: starts a little later.
1: Good, good, good. Now, your last fight, you look, you... it was a close fight. You had her in that guillotine in the third, a standing guillotine. How close How... were you to finishing it?
2: I thought it was really close, but I thought, like, because I, 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 um, I wasn't able to, like, pinch it totally, and I thought I was, like, uh, being um, the aggressor of the fight. So I was like, you know, I just let it go, and I keep on fighting. Um, if I would have known I was behind on points, I would have probably, like, tried to guard jump or something. But, yeah, um, yeah I felt I was the one pushing all the fights. So.
1: They almost should have open scoring in PFL for tournaments. Almost, I think that would almost help uh, for you to know. It was a close fight. I thought you were... You were because your, your striking has never been your strong point. You're a black belt in judo, uh, mm-hmm. purple belt in jiu-jitsu. But your overhand right was uh, was looking good in that fight. I know. I've been working on it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Now, by the way, so, Bill does. Cindy has
2: six kids. Uh, Whoa! She's got six yeah. kids. Yeah.
0: Did they all come out of
2: your body? No, four of them came out of my body.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
2: So, you adopted mm-hmm. two or – Yes, I fostered two.
1: Oh wow! So she's got six kids or uh, four came out of her body. She gave birth like two months ago, right? And you had a fight. five months ago. Oh, five still <laughs> five months ago, and you're fighting five months later. That that you're a
0: superhero, my that's god!
1: Insane. Did you take yeah. her out of the house? Is that what happened? Was the kid driving you crazy?
2: <laughs> no, no, actually no, because um, you know my mom uh, is, was very sick. She got cancer and. PFL delayed everything like a whole year, and I was like, "If I'm gonna get another baby, I want my mom to be able to meet him at least." So uh I just squeezed getting the baby in in the year I was <laughs> off. Got yeah. it.
1: Got it. Okay. Well, listen, so you just a
0: baby making machine. My God,
1: your kids are adorable, yeah. and, and they range. What, like obviously, one kid
2: six months old, and your daughter is like 22 or something, or. Um, I, my son is five months old and my oldest daughter is uh, 19, almost 20. Almost
1: 20. Yeah. You got like, uh, the, it's crazy now. So Bill, her story, it's kind of like, uh, uh, <laughs> what's that movie that Kevin James is in? Here comes the boom where he's going like, <laughs> to yeah. lose his school.
0: And yeah, he, he was like a up, teacher, like, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So Cindy was also a teacher <laughs> and then COVID happened. She lost her gym. <laughs> so then she started an OnlyFans account. Uh, yes, I do. And, and on, Go on. On this OnlyFans, it's it's like he, he, she's taking a bath. Uh, there's like a, a, some like other girl involved. There's like I don't know what you guys are doing because I haven't joined because I have I've married and my wife would be like, what the fuck is this? I don't know. If Indeed,
2: you cannot call it research. Yeah, she
1: I I can't do my research. But there's this hot black woman that you're like, we're gonna have some fun tonight, uh, and then I don't know what happens uh what what is going on here Cindy talk to me
2: it's nothing too crazy though like it's little you know cock I would call it I don't have <laughs> men or something Cock-teasy. crazy on it right? <laughs> but you know I had like deep debts and um yeah everybody can judge whatever they want but if you have children and you have to buy them food and and pay their school and everything you know, like the bills has to be paid and I my gym went like into a bankruptcy, Um, like uh, my school job um, because of COVID, like I had way less hours to work. It was like a very hard time, you know? So I I just like took responsibility, I guess, and just like, you know what, since I'm getting 25 penises in my inbox for free in my Instagram, (laughs) I can better get paid for it.
0: We're only judging you that you're hot. That's how we're judging you.
1: She's smoking hot. But then there's like, hey, I got a new toy. This should be fun. And, and then, uh-huh. so then you're just like-
0: She's educational. She's still a teacher, you see?
2: Yeah, right, right, right. I'm, in, I'm educational. I teach how right. to put a <laughs> condom on a banana with my mouth.
1: What? Oh, wow. You can put a condom on a banana with your mouth?
2: Because no, it's for me. It's, it's what for her?
1: Uh, I don't know what. Are you know saying a, for me? for you? Got it. Got it. Yeah.
2: No now yeah, you got
1: fired from you know. teaching though, right? They saw people they people found out you had an OnlyFans account and and you got fired from teaching? Cindy? Oh, I I lose Are, are you back? Are you back? Are you back? Can
2: you, can you, are I you, lose
1: connection. Oh, here you go. Now did you get fired from teaching? No. Oh, okay. I heard you got in trouble. So you didn't you, you get, you,
2: you no. get in trouble? No, because I don't... First of all, I don't have any men on my OnlyFans account. So I don't okay. really fuck around. That's one. Okay. Second of all, it's all plus 18. And they, they need a credit card to go on OnlyFans. You know? right. yeah. So it's actually... The children are not allowed to go on it. It's my private life. And um, also... Um, it's actually, it's copyrighted. So people who spread it are uh, doing something illegal. I'm not doing anything illegal. Good, you know? I was so, gonna no. say, oh, good, get them happy. Said, look, you're, you're feeding your family.
0: Yeah, uh, are, you still, are you still teaching? Uh, I, do you still teach?
2: Well, now no, I'm not, beca- no, not because I'm in the tournament, but I'm going, going back to teaching in September, yes? Yeah.
1: Good, good, okay. good,
2: good. Now, uh, you're in the, who, are you, who are you fighting next to the PFL? I don't know, I'm waiting every day to hear.
1: Okay, so you listen, we gotta get the fight to the ground because nobody can yes. fuck you on the ground. Uh, no. you, have a, you have a win over Megan Anderson in a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. You beat Marlis Conan. Uh, you, 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 know, you were on a five fight winning streak before this last fight. I mean- what did she do
0: wrong, to- Adam? What'd she do wrong in this last fight?
1: She kept it standing and the other girl was smaller than her and quicker. So she was like, it was almost became like a point karate fight. So mm. the girl was out pointing her, was just, but landing more. Cindy was landing the harder shots, but the other girl was landing more shots.
2: And so, running, she was running. I felt she was running. She didn't want to get hold or grabbed or anything.
1: Yeah, so the other girl went on points, basically.
2: Oh, okay. uh, that's, that was
1: my opinion, right? And I mean, am I, am I right, Cindy? Is that pretty much what happened?
2: That's what happens. Like, I, I, I always come to finish and she's played like a technical game.
1: Yeah, but the other girl's lighter. The other girl fights at like one twenty-five. Like so, she's oh, wow. no. Or, or no, no,
2: no, one forty-five. She was oh, she fought for
1: five time at one forty-five. Oh, because she seemed a little quicker. Uh, but but Cindy, but when Cindy grabs you, she's got like bare strength. So, Cindy, I want you to, I want, I want you to grab me like,
0: so I can feel it.
1: No, she has this. Bear, uh, you want me to grab you? I, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Sorry. She has like. What is this? She's got ridiculously like good hands and strength. But so also she,
0: not a lot of people are black belts in judo.
1: Yeah. She started when she was five years old. So she's been doing it her whole life. But uh and and she's also uh she she also dates like these huge like football guys. Like she dated like huge black guys. So she's like she's used to like just big guys like taking her and just no I'm kidding. Anyway but 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 I'm saying she right so like so I wish you, you, you I wish. wish. You wish. Now, last time you, you had a crush on Rumble Johnson, and then you said you were chasing I still
2: have him. a crush on Rumble Johnson.
1: You said you were chasing him around Las Vegas. Did you ever find him? Of course. What? Did you ever find him? Did you guys ever? Did you ever? Yeah. No? Uh, okay, no kissing I'm not talking about it. Okay,
2: okay. okay not <laughs> it's not on
1: my only fans. I, I'm not going to, okay. <laughs> and then I saw you with Nganu and I was like, oh my God. Uh, but I think, did you, I don't, I don't know what happened there, uh, but it seemed like- Those would be
0: beautiful babies.
1: She came to my comedy show with Ngannou and Misha Tate, but they told me I couldn't make fun of Misha Tate. So all oh, my- Because yeah. Misha gets sensitive, So she's like, I'm only coming if you don't make fun of me. So I just made fun of Cindy the whole time. Uh, <laughs> but-, but she was the- she was a great sport. It's fine. She- yeah, she- 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 I she- she she- she's- I don't care. She doesn't. She's adorable. Uh, uh,
2: I don't know. I if don't if get it. Like- any- this language barrier always hits me. So I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. fine.
1: Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> so- now, do you have a boyfriend now or a husband? Or are you dating anyone? So you're single with six kids. How come, no, you, you uh-huh. seem like a catch. You're beautiful, you could fight, you're sweet, you're sexual, uh, you seem very open. Like yeah. what, uh, why are guys, how come, what's going on?
0: Cause she makes more condoms, apparently.
1: I don't know. Well, what, well, something's going on here. Is it because you get bored too easily?
2: It's not my fault, no, I don't know. I think they always under, underappreciate me. People underappreciate you. They, they, uh-huh. they, they take you for granted. No, the thing is, you know, I'm always working. I'm always busy. And like, of course, like I invest in my kids, in my sport, in my gym, in my school, in, in everything. And maybe like most guys don't like strong women, I guess.
1: I don't, I don't understand. I, I would think, I mean, I think you're a catch. I, I'm married, obviously if I wasn't, I would, I'd go for her. I don't know if you go for me, but, but, I, but I would say you're just like a, a sweetheart. You're so nice. You're always posting these nice pictures. And then the other pictures that you post, you're like in lingerie and like you're hot. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, who's, that, who's that girl? Is that Are you into girls? Who's that other the black girl that you're always with? Who's that girl?
2: Oh, well, she's one of my best friends. Her name is Debbie. She watches my baby when I'm not there. So that's awesome. Um, no, I know her for years, and she's a very good friend of mine. And I'm like, I'm not. How do you say? It? Like, I'm not. The, I'm not a lesbian, or actually, I'm not even bisexual. But like, maybe a little curious. How you say that?
0: Yeah, By bi curious. Uh, yeah, but Do you yeah, want bi- any more kids? Do you, the- want any more kids? Huh? do you want any more I kids? Do you want any more kids? I
2: would want. I really would love to have more kids, but it's always the guys I have to deal with to get the kids. That's the problem.
1: <laughs> Bill, talk to me. You're a relationship expert. What, yeah. What, so, what, if you
0: want a donor, just you know, slide to my what's DM. Why is Cindy single?
1: Like, I mean, what's going? On? What do you think the problem is here?
0: Well, obviously, it's by choice, right? It's by the other guy's choice because no. I don't want to deal with her because she's crazy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no it, it's she. It's by choice. I'm she's go like, crazy.
2: I'm, you are you right. Are you are. Get-
0: you must be really picky, Cindy. Right.
2: No, I'm not picky, but I always pick the wrong guys, like the ones who are in trouble, or the ones who don't want to work, or the ones who are lazy and under but, but or the ones who don't accept my children. That's the problem. I think yeah. uh, I need help for that, like counseling or something, to like just pick the right guys.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, you also go for guys that are married. Uh, no. I don't go for no, no, that, you I go don't for, do. You go for, you go for bad I boys. You go
0: for bad boys though, right, Cindy? I go, for, go bad for bad boys, boys,
1: yes.
0: Bad boys, yeah.
1: Like, 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 do you go on like jail websites and like pick the guys there, like like the guys that are in prison? You're like, oh, he, I could change him? Is, is that what is that no. you, you want to no. no,
2: but I went on Tinder one time and I got catfished so bad that I'm never going to do that again.
1: Yeah, Tinder, got, right. <laughs> well, listen, so Cindy, uh, Dan, we don't know who you're fighting but we're, we're gonna get it to the ground. You almost got it, you had the right game plan. She just rushes in. She just, you gotta see this girl. She rushes in, she's got a big head. She, her head, your head movement got better. Your head movement got, your striking got much better than it was in the Alexis Davis fight, I gotta say. Uh, so much better, Cindy. Um, yeah, see, Thanks to
2: my coach, Carlos, he worked very hard on
1: it. He did a good job. The problem is, is that before, you're so unconventional that your shit sometimes worked because she would like flip, like, like flip out on people and then they didn't know how to fucking deal with her so they'd end up on the ground. Well, now her striking is better, but people can sort of defend against it a little bit because they know, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like the erraticness was helpful to her because yeah. all she has to do is get the fight to the ground. Yeah. Um, and then she's gonna win.
0: And I feel like if a black belt and judo. But at least people are not
2: making fun of me anymore for my striking. <laughs> That's all <also laughs> But would you prefer to
0: win? We you want to win or be made fun of?
2: <laughs> they always make fun of me.
1: I don't get why. Uh, don't make fun of her. Don't make fun of her. Uh, so, so Cindy Dandois, she's thirsty, looking for a man to take care of her six kids. A nice uh, Jewish
0: uh, accountant. I think uh, it's what you need. You need so a nice Jewish man, like a Jewish guy. Yeah. A, Jewish,
1: a nice Jewish guy. Would that would that excite you?
2: What Jewish guys? I don't know. You know what I like? I like kids. Like. They like having big families. Yeah, yeah. Oh.
1: A nice, a nice Jewish guy. I, I think that would be good for you. Um. Uh. So here we are, Cindy uh, Dandwa. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, where can people, if I want to go on your OnlyFans account, uh, to donate, to donate. Um, that's what I, you have to do what think? do uh, I do just go look up Cindy D-A-N-D-O-I-S
2: you can go to on my link tree on my Instagram and there is a link now is
1: it true that your OnlyFans paid for your last training camp
2: yes it's like paying like even now I'm surviving on it because I cannot teach now because I'm stuck in the United States so um, the, the money I earn to pay the bills at home for my kids and provide for them and to live here it's mostly coming off my OnlyFans, yes.
1: Got it, got it. Well, thank you so much, and uh, uh, take care, and, and keep up the good work, Cindy. Yeah, good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. All right, that was Cindy D'Angelo.
0: She seems really sweet.
1: She, I, I, how funny is she?
0: That's uh, so... What a complicated person that is. Uh, Six kids, fighter, teacher.
1: Crazy, right? it up. I mean, like crazy, right? I mean, but like fun. Yeah. I mean that 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 would be a fun a fun. I think if you
0: hung out with her one night, like just as a friend, friend, like a group, you by the end of the night you'd be like, oh, I get it.
1: (laughs) Well, why she's single?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just have a feeling.
1: I don't know. I I feel like I feel like she would. It would be crazy. I just feel like it would be like hilarious. I don't know. I'm entertained by people like that. but, uh, so yeah, so anyway, back to the first story, I'm on stage and there's a couple, there's two girls on stage. I'm on stage and there's a guy and girl. And I was like, oh, how long are you dating for? Yada, yada. And I was like, how'd you get her? And the guy goes, oh, I used to be a lesbian. Uh, and we dated when I was a girl. I'm like, oh, and now you, you transition? He's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm like, well, whatever doctor you went to, that's the doctor people need to go to. And yeah. then he, they were dying laughing because I was like, uh, Okay, well, I guess what was was she bored with you as a girl, and that' why you changed? And I'm like, now that you're a guy, are you like lazy and just want to watch football all day? Like, like it was, it was. I actually had the tape. Well
0: done, times. man. Yeah. So he wasn't he, he wasn't lying. That's he really did transition. One hundred percent transition.
1: Like it was, and everyone else knew it, but me. Like, it yeah. was like a group of ten.
0: <laughs> well, you handled it perfectly because you could have gone in the wrong direction It could have gone oh. awful.
1: Yeah, I think the wrong direction would have been to like, uh, you know, make it just yeah like, normalizing it is the best well thank you bill you're the best uh thank anything, you man it's a fun anything, one anything you want you want to plug
0: hey you can check out my swat is streaming now <laughs> my episode is swat whistleblower yes. i don't know if it gets me residuals maybe i get an extra penny in the mail and then uh yeah uh what else no nah, i don't know Not, nothing right now
1: you can all right you can check me up adamhuntercomedy.com my full schedule thank you thank you colby thank you cindy thank you bill Take thank name, you
0: man.